0: Hello, I'm Scott Soshka. I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. We
1: missed the big fella. Michael Barr is off this week, enjoying London. Probably less rain there than here. So Evan and I will be taking you through our top stories today without Mr. Barr. Beginning with Major League Baseball free agency, multiple reports, Evan. The Yankees, surprise, surprise, are readying to offer former Astros pitcher Garrett Cole two Hundred and forty-five or so plus million dollars.
0: I'm not going to say that Scott Boris's job is easy necessarily, but I feel like yeah. on this one, <laughs> Gary Cole's agent, uh, I feel like it might be a pretty easy uh, negotiation. Just ask for more, and then sign with the Yankees. Say no to
1: everybody, <laughs> and then ask for another bid. Do you think he's going to prepare one of those giant books that he's known for? You know, breaking down the statistical analysis of what he's worth <laughs> on a rating point on an RSN.
0: I would love to see. I would love to see that. Would love to see. We that. should
1: take a peek just to really break it down uh, to see. I mean. In the old days, it was just, he's good, pay him more. But really, Boris did make an art form out of analyzing what a pitcher is worth to the various operations of a franchise. Each person spends this much in attendance and concessions, plus, the, especially at the RSN berth, what a ratings point means to advertising. And we all know the Yankees' business plan. Some teams do not predicate everything on winning, and that's okay. But the New York Yankees, the entire business plan, plan of the team is predicated on being a premium brand which means you better win
0: and that number you mentioned at the beginning 245 million dollars if that is indeed the number uh that would be the, the most expensive pitching contract ever given to a major league baseball player Top, right do you remember like david price got 217 he, yeah million david there, there's four pitchers right now on 200 million dollar deals david price has the biggest and then it's clayton kershaw uh max scherzer and zach Grinke. Um, and just if you do the averaging out, if it's a seven year, $245 million deal for coal, $35 million a year, that is also a record. Right now, Granky's deal, $34.4 right? So it's, it's, it's just topping Granky's deal on a per year basis as well. Now, if
1: you look back, I mean, I know that I'm going to ask you to opinion a little here. <laughs> have any of them been worth it?
0: Oh, I mean, Granky, I mean, you'd
1: have to say no. Price, I think you'd kind of have to say
0: no. A, Define but, worth it, right? How many of those guys... Consistently the best pitcher Dave, in baseball. David Price won a World Series, right? Yeah, but right? I mean, consistently the best pitcher. like Or among the top two or three. If you're going to be that kind of money... Yeah, but as you just said, the, the calculus on the agent side for this isn't just wins and losses right it's butts and seats it's you know per cap spending yeah, it's you got, but you concession win to do buys that. I mean I know there's this. a chance that every so the Yankees have that, that, that Max Scherzer has I mean Max Scherzer just won a World Series Scherzer you notice you I didn't say argument. Scherzer I didn't yeah, say yeah, Scherzer yeah, he's consistently been, he's, yeah. he's been worth it
1: um, what do the Yankees have Severino Tanaka Paxton there's not, there's not much right CC is done they need an ace and by the way we should say Steven Strasburg also on the market and bidding I mean more bidders more dollars that's a sort of basic tenant. Of of uh, of business, so you have the Angels and the Dodgers involved too.
0: Yeah, I think it, it, certainly you know we talked a lot last year about kind of the the slow moving free agency and, and how upset players were in that. The two big stars last year in free agency, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, didn't sign until much later in in the session. This Garrett Cole deal, if it happens this week at winter meetings in San Diego, would be much earlier than we've seen the big names move in the past couple years. I would imagine this is you know this is optimistic uh, if you're even if you're a lower level free agent. The fact that there is movement happening right now and that there are big contracts flowing out the door this early, I would think, is uh, give some optimism to other folks. In we the should region.
1: say, in case anybody's wondering, he is going to be 30 years old hmm. next year. You're talking maybe if you want to up it eight, nine-year contract. That's a lot of pitches thrown on a shoulder. And OK, we'll see. By the way, though.
0: You also I mentioned that the, the Yankees drafted him. I didn't know Yankees that. Yankees yeah, drafted that Garrett Cole,
1: but he went back to UCLA So they tried to get him from the Pirates at some point, Hmm. and the Yankees would not include Miguel Andujar in the deal, therefore it did not happen, and they took the Astros deal. If you could sort of hit that rewind (laughs) button and tell Brian Cashman you could have Garrett Cole, you got to give up Andujar— how fast do you think he yeah, did that? Yeah, I think he would button. do that
0: for sure. Yes.
1: Anyway, going to be fun to watch who gets them and how much.
0: Up next, Scott, let's talk college football playoffs. Sixth year of the playoffs, Scott, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma, all Nike schools making it into the Final Four. What are your thoughts here? Ah,
1: uh, boy, I, I where's Alabama? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's That's my one thought. You know, I do not watch college football. I mean, I follow along with you, we do the business of, but I am not one to sit there every Saturday. I I actually kind of chuckle at folks, like, oh, I got to see it. You know, every weekend, there's the next biggest game of the year. I mean, I'll just wait until this point, and then... Why do I even need to bother to watch this one? I'll just wait till the championship game and tells me who you know. I'm just guessing. Folks are probably happy. Who was it that said like, oh, it was Feinbaum, right? Paul Feinbaum said. Let's face it. Nobody wants to see Utah in the college football championship. I feel bad oh, for Utah. They lost they said, their game, yeah. But they lost. Yeah, they had a shot. Uh, hey, my, my immediate reaction is that casual football fans will know these brand names. Everybody knows LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oklahoma. These are big-time college football programs. I'm sure you're going to have some numbers for me in a second on how much money they generate. But if I'm a TV network, just from a fan perspective, these are big boys that will produce good numbers.
0: Absolutely, yeah. These are... You know some of the biggest blue bloods in college football right now. If, nice if you look at if you look at their if you look at the finances here, actually it's funny one one school sticks out as, as being much less uh, worse capitalized than all the others, and that's Clemson. Clemson, yeah. And I think that's the because ACC. yeah, the ACC money certainly is not big Syracuse enough. Syracuse has not helped. <laughs> um, Come on. And guys. two, I think Clemson's football success is still relatively young on on yeah. this top top tier scale. Um, but they all all the athletic departments have budgets over 120 million dollars. Ohio State leading the way there with 203 million um but if you look at the football profit Ohio State makes 64 million dollars profit every year on football and they
1: Ohio State if I'm not mistaken they do give lots of money back to the university
0: they give some yeah they're yeah. one of those schools that is you know is 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 in the red uh, or in the black sorry and therefore gives money back uh Oklahoma 73 million dollar profit on football 55 Pat, million Coates, by the
1: way our colleague Peter Coates yeah you don't get a, I'm guessing you don't get a lot of New Jersey kids who go to Oklahoma Patty Coates in Oklahoma right now, cheering on
0: the Sooners. Oh, there you go. Yep. Awesome. Um, anyway, to finish it out, uh, LSU $55 million in profit, and then Clemson only $7 million in profit, right? So so as you're you're right, the, the ACC does not pay as much money in media, but either way, Clemson not quite making as much money as these others, which is essentially hand over fist on football. Boy,
1: the ACC really needs to, you know, I know they came up with their network. Um, they really got to uh, figure out a way to generate more revenue. Yeah, the here.
0: ACC and the Pac-12 right which is shut out of this entire pro- conversation and you, again you, you and f- for another waiting, year
1: we we're dying to see what happens with this Pac-12 media sale
0: absolutely this yeah. is going to be
1: really interesting and if
0: you're Larry Scott the commissioner of of the Pac-12 you know if Utah had taken care of business on Friday night you know there's a good chance that they would have been they would have been in here and, and and having them lose in the conference title game is it's such a brutal loss <laughs> yeah, and and
1: back then remember when Syracuse hired John Wildack former mm. ESPN executive as their athletic director It's sort of Signaled how important TV and money from television and media was. A TV executive. He was put in charge of the ACC network. Now up and running, but still remains to be seen whether long term it can generate the kind of dollars that the SEC and the Big Ten get.
0: Yeah, one other to keep an eye on. You know, attendance at college football games is down yeah. again. You know, it's I think it's been like eleven of the past twelve years. Something something they've like they've been that. complaining again. Um, but Ohio State obviously does very well in attendance. Sixty million dollars they make from football tickets every year. What do they have? 100, 100 and hum, what thousand? That's three times what Clemson makes on tickets. But here's, right? the, but here's so, the problem. So, at some schools, the, the ticket model is still very much alive. I will well. go
1: back to this conversation I had with Bobby Bowden, the former coach at Florida State mm. years and years ago. My, I don't even know how long ago it was. But Edmund, I, I'm talking to Bowden, and he said he knew the world had changed and his time as coach was coming to an end when the president of the university one day sort of nonchalantly walked into his office, and for the first time, by the way, and this did not happen, and said to him, Mike, I noticed some empty seats this weekend. <sighs> and he knew that uh, things had changed and his time as coach was coming to a, an end.
0: Well, there you go. That's I mean, that's why, right? What happens if
1: Ohio State only draws 70,000?
0: Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yeah, you lose probably twenty million dollars if, if you do like the rough math there, right? And and, and again, they're making sixty four million dollars a year on football, so it's still a very profitable. Didn't program, Stanford but,
1: take seats away in there? They took Stanford seats Stanford took out. seats away, and there's the thinking a was if you had more seats, have you have to fill them.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and and that and it looks bad, obviously, from an optic standpoint. If you have you know a stadium and there's only you know a half the crowd uh, is there, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that on the whole, we're going to see smaller and smaller venues, I think, you know, attendance is going down on the whole. But, again, when you're talking about programs like Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, LSU, uh, there, there's still a lot a lot of seats being sold and a lot of money being made.
1: Right, they're no dopes. How's that for transition? Ooh. We have the news that the World Anti-Doping Agency is imposing a four-year ban on Russia's national team. After officials in Moscow were accused of fabricating evidence to cover up the use of banned substances, and stop me if we've heard this before. Yeah, what a mess. <laughs> we've, I'm like, we've been, I could have been about reading this. this six
0: years ago. Yeah, this it goes stems back to 2015, I think, right? Kind of just in the wake of the the Sochi Olympics held in Russia, obviously, um, and then you know. A lot of reporting done about the the, 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 the anti-doping, up, yeah, the, the vials yeah, through trying, the wall, exactly. Trying to get around uh, doping tests, uh, Russia's been essentially suspended from a lot of international competition for a while. 2018, they were reinstated, which was very controversial at the time, and there were some conditions under which they were reinstated, which it appears as though uh, they violated. So here we are sitting so in 2019 with a, another four-year ban. Does coming. this
1: make Putin a pariah in the international in the international sporting community? It's, whereas Russia can't host, they can't. Attend. The Olympics, yeah. they can't do the World Cup. It's an
0: interesting question. So, so bringing in mega events to Russia has been a kind of a signature part of Vladimir Putin's economic policy, right? And he has succeeded. I would have in doing never that, heard right? of Sochi he, otherwise. He, exactly. They brought the the Olympics in 2014. Four years later, they hosted the World Cup. Right? Those are two of the biggest international events you can possibly host. He did both of them in four years. Uh, so, who knows what the plan was for for more and what this kind of stifles? Uh, there will be again no Russian athletes. It, it, they're going to appeal this. So. If this thing holds up, it goes to the court of arbitration yes, for. Th- there will be PLC. no, quote unquote, Russian athletes. We should at the explain Olympics that again.
1: the athletes themselves can go. They cannot yeah. wear the Russian uniform. They will not play the anthem. They will not display the flag, which is what
0: happened in yeah. last year in Pyeongchang for the Winter Olympics. You know, they have a, they compete under a generic Olympic banner. They were called oAR the Olympic athletes of Russia. I think um everyone knows who they are, right? And there's still so a lot of nationalistic pride in Russia, around them competing. Uh, but again, the, the medal table won't say Russia. Uh, and that will happen in 2020 at the Tokyo Olympics, 2022 at the World Cup, so r- the Russian team won't go. Uh, and then 2022, also the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Again, if this if this holds up, uh, they'll be banned from that as well. Uh, I think it's super interesting. that there, There's so much nationalism that happens around the Olympics. And we saw last year in, in, for the Winter Olympics when, when, when the OAR team competed... There was a kind of an us against them mentality in Russia when the hockey team w- was playing and they were playing fairly well. Um, you know, there, there was a lot of, of, of rallying around them. I would imagine this is going to get spun in a way in Russia that that has a you know unfair decision against us kind of mentality.
1: One of these days, you and I we need to delve into sort of the uh, the money behind the testing, who gets the testing, how much that where the money comes from. Yeah, totally, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and one other funny one that I read real quick in a BBC story on this um so twenty twenty euro championships, the big you know national soccer, soccer competition. competition um Russia's hosting St Petersburg is one of the host cities in that uh Russia is allowed to compete in that because Wada does not recognize UEFA as a major event organizer. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is very funny because you could probably it's make it one argument. of the biggest ter- yeah, the, yeah, the Euro tournament after every two years After the World Cup Exactly It's, like it's the one, of the, one of the biggest in the international sporting events in the world That's good um, But it. there you go You will see Russia competing in uh, the 2020 uh, Euro event as well This has been the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast I'm Eben Novi williams along with Scott Soschnick
1: We are here every Monday Wednesday and Thursday perhaps absolutely maybe takes his uh, ins and outs goes on vacation that sort of thing We explore the world of money in sports
0: join <laughs> us again at the end of the week we're speaking with Zeon Armstrong who heads up adidas's north america business it was a fun conversation
1: i like that he came in really head-to-toe adidas literally you head-to-toe. Have to. head-to-toe stripes scott was not i was wearing to my adidas. nikes <laughs> you can hear about that when you listen to the show you are listening to the bloomberg business of sports on bloomberg radio around the world online wherever you get your podcast.